0: Thank you for tuning in to the Remodel Church podcast. We hope this message inspires you and encourages your daily life. Hey, I want to start off today's message. Well, we're in a uh, commitment issue series. And uh, last week we talked about committing to God and what that looks like. Today we're going to talk about committing to our family. The name of the sermon is actually Fight for Your Family. But I want to start off today's message with a little bit of a dad brag. Can I do that? I don't care what you think, I've got the microphone, so I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. So so apparently Friday, they had a little uh, assemblies at school, at Zion School, and and whenever I go pick Zion up from school, he has this little paper, and it says, we recognize Zion Tenna for perfect attendance, not for being the best student in the class, but We'll take it for perfect attendance for the period September 1st, 2018 through September 26th, 2018, uh, Vandevort Elementary School, September 26th, 2018, uh, and then the principal's uh, signature. And uh, so Zion doesn't even know what he's, he just, he just knows he's got a piece of paper and he gives it to me. And so I read through it. And as we're making our way through to the truck, I just, I took a little bit of time as, as as a father, I like to take every moment that I can and, and make it as teachable as I possibly can. So I take a little bit of time on our way to the truck and, and I just, I, 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 I kind of kneel down and I get eye level with them. And I say, Zion, you know what this is? And I don't know. I said, this says that you had perfect attendance. Do you know how you got that? I don't know. I said, because you kept showing up. Because you kept showing up. Then I look at him and I say, Zion, this is what we do. We don't quit. We don't stop coming. We don't give up. We don't care how hard, how difficult it may get. We keep showing up. Zion, what do we do? I don't know so I don't think very much of it uh, registered in his four-year-old brain just yet, but I promise you I going to keep, uh, that's a principle that I'm going to keep drilling into his head, into his heart. We keep showing up. We don't give up. We don't quit we don't stop just because it gets a little bit difficult just because the going gets hard just because it's not easy anymore we don't quit we keep showing up and I'll never forget the very first time that I realized that this principle needed to be instilled in my family this is a principle that I've kind of lived by. My parents, my parents have have drilled it into me, man. I'm 32 years old and I've got 17 years into the same company. I don't quit. I don't give up. I keep showing up. And I don't, I'll never forget about four years ago, whenever I realized that I need to drill this into my family, it was, it was a Wednesday night and I love Wednesday night services. And, and, um, this little girl is crying and she's, Kind of crying uncontrollably, and her older her older siblings can't shut her up. I guess can't get her to stop crying, and and uh, the teacher can't get her to stop crying. So I finally, I I make my way over to her, and and and, I, and once again I kneel down and I look at her right in the eyes and I say, "What's wrong? Did somebody hurt you? Did, did somebody say something to you? Did somebody hit you?" And she just looks at me. And just tears in her eyes, and she says, I miss my daddy. And it wasn't like I miss my daddy because he's working this week. It was I miss my daddy because I hadn't seen him in months because my parents are going through a divorce, and I don't know when I'm going to see him again. And that broke me right there. That broke me. I remember I just picked this little girl up and, 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 and we go to the, we were in the other room and we just go sit in the back and I just sat her on my lap and I just held her and I said, listen, you can sit right here and you can cry as long as you want to. I love you and I'm going to hold you here. And she cried and I cried with her. I'm not going to lie. I cried with her and I held her and I rocked her. And I let her know I love you. I let her know we here at the church love you. And your parents love you. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. But if you need to cry right now, go ahead and keep crying. And it it, it was probably a good solid 10, 15 minutes. I mean, it was, they were almost, the kids were almost done with worship. Before she finally said, okay, I feel okay now. She went off and she went ahead and went into her classroom that she was going to go into. And I remember, man, it, it, it just broke me that whole night. And, and after service, once everything's shut down, everything's locked down, and I make my way home, and, and, and I just find Lorraine, and, I, and I, I, I look at her, and I say, you know what? Just promise me. Doesn't matter how stupid I get. Doesn't matter how stupid I act. Just promise me we're going to fight for each other. Just promise me. We're never going to give up on each other. Just promise me, we're never going to quit. And Lorena's like, just like, what is going? Like, she doesn't know the whole backstory. She's kind of freaked out. And so I explained it to her, and she says, yeah, yeah, I promise. I promise. And this is a principle. Listen to me. This is a principle that we have got to instill into our families. We don't give up on our families, guys. You guys with me? We don't give up on our children. We don't give up on our husbands, our wives. We don't give up on our brothers, our sisters. We don't quit on our families. I want you to know this. I know know so many of you are sitting here and you're like, this would have been great 20 years ago or 10 years ago or five years ago. I know that there's some of you that's already been Affected and have already gone through divorce and have already been hurt and have already faced the trials and the pains and and all of the hurt that goes with it. I want you to know this. That was never God's plan for your life. I want you to know that God never intended you to feel pain in a place that you should feel love in your family. And I want you to know this. Principle number one that you've got to understand. The reason you felt pain is because there is an attack on your family from Satan. And Satan attacks your family. Listen to me. He attacks your family because your family matters. Your family matters. The way that you love your family, the way that you lead your family, the way that you lead your children, the way that you lead your wife, the way that you love your wife or your husband, your children, all of these things matter. They matter so much. And that's why he's bending over backwards. Satan is doing everything. He's throwing every curveball at you that he possibly can because your family family matters with that I want to pray over this message and then we'll continue God we thank you so much this morning God help us to understand this morning that our family matters and the way we commit to our family it matters the way that we lead our families it matters the way that we love our families it matters God Not only for this short time here on earth, but it matters for eternity. So, Lord Jesus, we ask you, God, that you would help us to understand this message. Help us to receive this message. But, God, more than anything, help us to live your word out. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody says, amen, amen. Amen. So I want you to know, again, I want you to know, and, and you've got to believe this, with everything that you have, that your family matters. It matters, man. The reason the reason Satan attacks the family so much is because he knows he knows if he can if he can divide a family, who can he not divide? Right? If he can break up loyalty amongst family friendships, that's nothing. You guys with me? Yeah, and if he can twist or change our opinion about our fathers, then he can twist and manipulate our opinion about our heavenly father. You guys with me? How many broken children are there that don't believe, can't believe that there's a father that actually loves them because their father walked out? You guys with me? And I know there's some of you guys that are, that you dads or your moms and, and you're trying to figure it out because all you know about parenting is how you don't want to be. And anytime we walk into a situation where we don't really know what we want to be, but we know what we don't want to be, that's, that's not a good scenario. What we tend to do is we overcorrect. Y'all know what overcorrecting is? It's whenever you're kind of falling asleep and at, the, at the wheel. I mean, no, none of y'all ever done this, but, but whenever you're kind of falling asleep at the wheel and you hear those, those uh, what are those called? Those rumble strips. And so you, 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 any of you any of y'all do that? You just like jerk the wheel? Like you don't know where you're supposed to be, but you know you're not supposed to be on that rumble strip, so you overcorrect, and then you go into, that type of thing? And so I understand that some of you guys, man, some of us, we, we, we may not know exactly what we want to look like, but we know what we don't want to look like. And, and what you tend to do when you're in that situation is you overcorrect. So just a couple of quick examples. Maybe, maybe you got beat half to death as a child, so now you don't give spankings. Now, I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying any of you guys. I'm just saying there's people out there like that. Or maybe you didn't get any spankings and that didn't work for you, so now you beat your child half to death. You guys with me? <clears throat> Overcorrecting. And so what I want to do, hopefully, throughout our time together is I just want to share with you just a few principles of about family and what God thinks about the family and, and how do we fight because raising because raising a family, there's no doubt, man, it's, it's, it's a fight. And, and because our, our family matters, our family is worth fighting for. Would you agree with that? Is your family worth fighting for? I guarantee you, man, there's not very many things that will make me throw a punch. But you attack my family. I, I'll just be honest. That's the reason I got a license to carry. I'm not throwing any punches. You attack my family, I promise you, I'm going to come after you with everything that I've got. You attack my home, I'm coming after you with everything that I've got. And, and, I, and we understand this physically. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm trying to get over some junk. So there's some stuff going on in here, kind, kind of weird this morning. So you guys just bear with me. But, but we understand this principle physically. Like, like I know we're, we're in Arkansas. We have more guns than people in Arkansas, Right. And you guys might be like me where you've got one over here and one laying over there and one over here just in case. I might be the only weirdo like that. But we understand, we understand this principle physically. I'll fight for my family and there's nobody gonna come into my house and, and attack my family without something happening, right? Now we understand, again, we, we understand this principle physically, but we've got to begin to apply it spiritually as well because I guarantee you if there is somebody attacking your family physically the way that Satan is attacking your family spiritually you wouldn't stand for it guys just to be honest you wouldn't be much of a man if you would stand for it if you just allowed that to happen physically I'm talking about physically you know, you wouldn't feel like much of a man just allowing your children's and your and and your wife to be attacked. But we don't, we don't fight spiritually. Sometimes, you know, I love I love what Job did. Job is was a wise man in the Bible, very, very rich, very, very rich. And the Bible tells us in the first chapter of Job that, that one of the things that Job did every single day, listen, he did this every single day without failing. He went out every single day and he went to the altar and he made a sacrifice, not just one sacrifice for his entire family, but he made a sacrifice for each Child saying, If my child might have sinned before God, here is a sacrifice to cover the sins. Every single day he went out and he fought spiritually for his children. Listen, your family matters, they are worth. Fighting for maybe you're not the best prayer. Maybe you're not the best worshiper. Maybe you can't sit there and read your Bible for hours at a time, but you have got to get to fighting for your family. Your family matters. They're worth fighting for man. If you don't want to pray for yourself, pray for your family. If you don't want to read the Bible to help you guide your own life, at least read the Bible so you know how to respond to your children and to your wife, to your husband. There's no doubt living or raising a family in today's day, it is a fight, is it not? It is a fight over just about for their attention, for their time. There's so many things out there calling their attention, so many things calling their time, is there not? You guys with me? It's a fight. No, absolutely, no doubt. It is a fight. Go with me to Nehemiah chapter 4. We're going to read verses 14 and 20. Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 14 and verse 20. So just a little bit of context, what's going on here is is God has ordered them to to begin to build a wall. And so uh, Nehemiah is trying to encourage them and he's telling them, hey, you guys are going to build. And this is incredible because they're actually working in construction. And when one hand, they're laying brick or whatever. and the other hand, they've got their sword ready to fight. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 14 says, and I looked. And arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Highlight this. Remember the Lord great and awesome. And fight for your brothers. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. Fight for your wives and for your houses. Let's jump to verse 20. Listen to what he says. Wherever wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Highlight this. Highlight this last statement right here. Our God will fight for us. What the Bible is telling us here is if we will choose to fight for our families, God will fight for us. If we will choose to fight for our families, God will fight for us. You've got to choose. Listen to me, parents. You've got to choose. You have got to choose. Again, there's no way physically we would ever allow somebody to attack our families in the way that sometimes we allow them to be attacked spiritually. And I want you to know that, that you don't have, you're not fighting alone, man. Whenever you enter this spiritual world and whenever you start praying and whenever you start getting into the word and whenever you start worshiping, you're not fighting for your family alone, man. God is on your side. And if I ever had to pick one teammate in a fight, who better than God? You guys with me? Like not even Conor McGregor or Khabib. Bunch of clowns. Some of you are like, who? Anyways, God, if I had to pick one teammate in a fight, if I had to pick one guy to have my corner, one person to have my back, who better than God to have my back? Listen, fight for your families. Choose to fight for your families. Don't just sit back. Don't just be passing. Well, they're going to make their own choices. No, let's fight for them. Let's fight for them. Let's not stop praying. Let's not stop believing. Let's not stop worshiping. Let's not stop digging into the word and seeing what he says. Listen to this. Raising a family, it's a fight. I think we all understand that. We all believe this. But remember who you are fighting. Here's a funny thing that we do sometimes. And and I guess it's just human nature sometimes. But um, So this week, Zion goes potty. So here's here was a yay Zion story, and then now here's a boo Zion story. But, but Zion goes potty at the house, and, and you know what he did? He, like, he just puts almost a whole roll of toilet paper in the toilet. And so I'm, I'm downstairs, and I just hear Lorena, EJ, EJ, EJ. So I run upstairs, and, man, there's just water, like, everywhere. Any of y'all ever had a scenario like that? My goodness, just... Just nasty. And so it's just, it's just chaos, you know, because you want to cut cut it off as soon as you can. So did you turn off the water? Yeah, I did. What's going on? And before I know it, like, we're fighting at each other. Like, me and Lorraine are fighting, and she didn't do anything. I didn't do anything, but there's this problem here, and we're trying to get it fixed. And, and I had to, like, take a moment and say, whoa, 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 E.J., like, your wife's not your enemy. You're, you're in this together. you got to solve this together. The problem is a toilet that's broken. you got to fix that. And what happens so many times in families is issues arise, and, and, and we don't say focus on what the problem is or what the enemy is or what the target is. And so we get so frustrated, and we start snapping at each other. No, no, no. This, this, this only happens in the tenor residence, apparently. Man, listen. Yeah, this is a fight. Raising a family is a fight, and we're in a fight. But we're in a fight together, not against each other. It's not me versus you. It's us versus it. You guys with me? Come on, guys. We've got to learn to fight together. We've got to learn that we're on the same team. We are in this together. And I might say some things and I might snap, but I'm sorry. I'm just stupid sometimes. <laughs> Y'all laughed way too hard at that. <gasps> so let's, again, let's understand we're in a fight, but let's stay focused. Let's, let's understand who we're fighting. We're not fighting each other. Okay. You know there's, there's so many bad, sad, sad statistics out there of when tragedy hits home. And, and tragedy sometimes hits homes, and, and there was absolutely nothing that either one of them could have done. Either one of the husband or the wife could have done to avoid it, but, or to avoid it, but 80 percent of them end up in separation. 80 percent of them end up divorced. And there was nothing that either one of them could have done. There was nothing that either one of them could have done, but all of a sudden here's this problem, and now we don't understand it's us against it, and we start me against you. So we're in a fight, but let's understand who we are fighting. You guys still with me? So I want to share with you guys a few principles on how do we fight? How do we fight? John chapter 15 verse 5. I'll just read it to you real quick. It says, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. But I love this last part. For without me you can do nothing. And then Luke chapter 1 verse 37. I love this scripture. It says, for with God nothing will be impossible. I think Jesus is trying to tell us something. He says, outside of me, you can't do anything. But then he says, but with God, everything is. Y- y- y'all kind of see what, what's going on here? You see, if we're going to fight for our families and if we're going to fight well, we're going to have to prioritize God. We're going to have to keep him at number one. You, you, you won't win. Listen to me. You, it, it might look like you win. It might look like you're winning every now and then, but you won't win if you're not keeping God as your number one priority. You you cannot win. Outside of God, we cannot do anything, but with God, nothing will be impossible. Everything is possible with God. We have got to learn to keep God number one. Remember, Matthew chapter six, verse 33 says that if we seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, then everything else will be added to us, man. Whenever we keep God as our number one priority, we learned this last week, but when we keep him as our number one priority, everything else begins to fall into place. Everything else falls into line, but, but whenever we misplace God in our priority list, and we put him number two, number five, wherever, then everything else crumbles. Everything else falls apart. So number one, you've got to prioritize your relationship with God. Number two, you've got to prioritize your relationship with your spouse. You guys with me? You've got to prioritize your relationship with your spouse. Listen, you you can make more babies. You guys with me? There's plenty of little kids everywhere. You got one husband, one wife. You've got to make that relationship work. Don't let your kids, listen, don't let your kids play you against each other. If you've got a kid that's able to do that, you better fix that problem. You better fix them, the kid that's doing that, and then you better fix the problem that's inside of your marriage. Because if your kid can play you against each other, how much more can Satan play you against each other? You guys follow me? You've got to prioritize your relationship with your spouse. You've got to prioritize your relationship with your husband, with your wife. You've got to work on that. You've got to prioritize it. There shouldn't be anything that can separate you. There shouldn't be anything that can come between you. There shouldn't be anything that can get you to talk bad about the other. That's one thing I'll I'll never understand. I'll never understand a bunch of grown men getting together to gossip about their own wives. Like, are you kidding me? Do you understand how big of an idiot you look like right now talking bad about your wife? You guys with me? Vice versa, same. Women talking bad about their husbands. You sh- there should never, ever be a moment in time, where you allow that to happen. You should never allow yourself to gossip about your spouse. Are you kidding? Here's 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 the thing that always gets me. Okay. So, let's just say let's let's just. Say this man's complaining about his wife, okay? He's, he's complaining, he's complaining, he's complaining. Well, bro, who made you marry her? Who picked her? You guys with me? Shut up and fix the problem, dude. Shut up, grow up, be a man, fix the problem. Does that make any sense? Is that too harsh this morning? Now, now my little mind, that makes perfect sense. You guys with me? Makes perfect sense in my mind. Because it wasn't like somebody held a gun to anybody's head and said, you're going to marry me. Right? (laughs) Yeah, we all heard that, huh? That was funny. So we don't talk bad about each other. Listen to me. We don't talk bad about each other. We don't degrade each other in, in front of each other or in front of other people. We don't do those things. If there's something wrong in our marriage, we fix it. We talk about it. We fix it. You guys with me? You've got to prioritize your relationship with God. You've got to prioritize your relationship with your spouse. Number three is remember whose children you are raising. You've got to remember whose children you're raising. You've got to remember that every child given to us, and, and in your notes, Psalms 127, verse 3 through 5, you guys can read it at, uh, at home at, on your own time. I, I would encourage you guys to highlight it, to try to memorize as much of it as you can. Um, but you've got to remember, your children are a gift from God. Like you, God is trusting you. So, so you guys just play along for just a moment and let's just imagine, okay, let's just imagine for just a moment, let's play along with me, and let's just imagine your, your, your child is very talented and uh, has, has potential to maybe get a D1 scholarship for playing soccer, okay? Let's just, just play along with me, just play along with me. And so, and so you scrape up some money and, and you find some time and you take them to the best soccer camp. That you can find for your kids, and uh, you're trusting, you, 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 go, you drop them off, and you're trusting that you've read all of the, the, the reviews and, and you've talked to other parents, and you just you believe that this is going to be the best, uh, the best thing for their for growing their soccer ability and their soccer talent and, and so after three or four days, you come pick them up, and after you talk to your child for a couple of minutes, you realize. Well, they never even played soccer. They played table tennis the whole time. How many of you would be disappointed? Just, just, let's just be honest. Yeah? Some of you would be disappointed. Now, there's not that there's anything wrong with table tennis. Like, if you want to play ping pong, there's nothing wrong with playing ping pong, right? But you didn't drop them off to become professional ping pong players. You dropped them off because you wanted them to grow in their athletic ability and, 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 and their soccer ability, right? You guys, you guys follow me? You guys follow me? So, so just what if, again, let's just keep playing along. So, so just what if God trusted us with his kids to teach them some certain things that we've prioritized something else ahead of what God wants us to teach them? You guys still following along? In the same way that all of us would be disappointed. We'd want our money back, right? Yeah. How many of you would want your money back? Like, I didn't bring my kid here to play table tennis. What's that? I, you, yeah? Some of us would get a little bit nasty and a little bit red-faced and, and uh, leave our Christian card in the truck for a little bit, huh? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, so what if? So what if God trusted us with his kids saying, I want you to teach them about me and I want you to teach them how to pray and I want you to teach them how to worship me and I want you to teach them how to follow me. But we prioritize table tennis. Does that make any sense? And I think that's what happens sometimes. I think sometimes we forget I think sometimes we forget whose children we really are raising. I think sometimes we forget what's really important. This brings me to the next next goal, man. We've got to stay focused. We've got to stay focused on what the end goal is. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6 says that if you will train up a child in the way they should go, if you start them off right, if you start them off in the direction that they should go when they grow old, they won't leave it. They won't stray away from it. If you start off a kid right, then when they grow old, they won't leave it. See, we've got to stay focused on what the end goal is. Listen, listen, mommies, daddies, we got to understand we're not, we're not raising little children. We're raising men and women. You guys with me? Now, while we all, when we hold them and we say, oh, I wish you would stay this age forever. And I wish you would stay this. Whatever Lorena says that I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? They're worthless right now. I can't get them to do anything. Some of y'all got really offended by that. But y'all know what I'm talking. I love my kids. Don't get me. I love them. But I look forward to the day where I'm not out there working by myself. You guys hear anybody else with me on that? Listen, we're not raising little children. We're raising men and women. We got to stay focused on what the end goal is. Not just how does this affect them today. Not just how does this make mommy and daddy look today. But what does this look like whenever they're 50? You guys with me? Like sometimes it's okay to let our kids fail. Sometimes it's okay to not let them win at everything. You guys, you can always pick that kid out pretty easy. You know, the one that always wins at everything. You can always pick that one out pretty easy in a real life situation, huh? And some of them never outgrow it. Someone will be 50 years old and hadn't had a job in six months because nobody's going to talk to me like that. Yeah, well, sh- nobody's going to pay you either. You guys, you guys with me? We got to we gotta stay focused on what the end goal is, not just a short-term goal, not just what we want out of today or out of tomorrow, but what is the ultimate goal? What are we ultimately trying to do with our kids what are we ultimately trying to uh uh, guide them towards listen to this become the person you want your children to be become the person that you want your children to be sadly so many times we, we we might be able to trick everybody else into thinking that we act a certain way and that we're respectful we're loving or we're kind or we're You know, but our families, they know the truth. They know who we really are. And it's crazy to me how how some people can be so nice to everybody else, but they are a jerk at home. Your children aren't going to be who you want them to be. They're going to be who you are. So just just a reality check here. If you're not who you want your kid to be in 20 years or 30 years, whatever, change. You need to start changing today. And the last thing I want you to understand is it's never too late to start fighting. It's never too late to start fighting. If you've been passive and, and if you're not the person you want your children to be and you haven't placed God as your number one priority and you haven't, placed, uh, you haven't prioritized your relationship with your spouse and, and you, just, you just haven't done a good job of fighting well for your family, I want you to know that it's never too late to get in this fight. I don't care if your kids are grown up and they've already left the house. It's never too late to jump into this fight. It's never too late. You can start fighting today. If you've never fought a day in your life, you can start fighting today. This is the end of the message. For more information, go to www.therremodelchurch.com.